0: Hello and welcome to the Animation Club podcast. This is a Q&A featuring Linda McCarthy. Please note that these Q&A's were recorded across 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast.
1: Goodbye for now.
0: Hello everyone and uh, welcome to another Q- uh, live Q&A on, uh, on the Animation Club online. Um, so we're joined today with Linda McCarthy. Uh, an excellent animator and filmmaker. Um, she does, well, I'll, I'll let Linda introduce what she does. But um, well, no, no, I'll hand over to you now, if that's all right, and you can introduce
2: yeah, yeah. Then. Hello there. I'm uh, Linda McCarthy, and I'm a stop-motion animator, uh, and I did a degree later on in life at uh, in 2004 until 2007, but uh, before that, I did puppetry, Uh, marionette puppetry and made puppets and I did ceramics. So when I started uh, to make films and I was trying to create a style that was my own, uh, I incorporated the ceramics and uh, the puppetry really into the the whole experience. Um, So yeah does that answer yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> I have a little studio at home um and I can in theory work whenever I want but the problem with being at home is there's always something else to do mm. um but it's my passion and I love it oh fantastic
0: I'd I'd love to be able to. I mean, I'm working on a studio myself, and then I but I do get you. Um, working from home is a, a <laughs> challenges when you got some distractions. Um. So yeah, uh, I shared um your work online for people to look at. Um. So how how did you come about Small Birds singing? How did that start the series? Those.
2: Uh, well, we had to come up with an idea for our final film at college. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have a, a very artistic cousin, Stephen Appleby, who's been doing cartoons for, cartoon strips um, and writing amusing books for years and years. Um, he he had a strip in the Guardian called Loomis for a long time, but before that he had he wrote a strip called Small Birds Singing. And there was something, I think it was in, in the Times Magazine for about uh, how many years? Gosh, I've forgotten. That was at least sort of four or five years. You know, he did an awful lot of strips. And it was one of my favorites because he's the quirky, bizarre characters. So I decided to make a film of that. I asked if would he mind, and he was delighted. Um so i've I've actually got one of the strips here. Two of the strips that are the basis for the current film. now. Can we see that? Uh, oh yes. Is that in focus?: It is, yeah. So this was one. Now, this is all about Christmas, mm. and um, what happens if the decorations aren't all taken down, and unfortunately, there's a tiny bit of holly left. And it becomes a disaster—the uh, thunder and lightning, and etc. So that was one, one of them. And then I incorporated another bit, which was about a giant. So this one is there's a giant asleep in the meadow uh, called Bob Bobbin, and that's he's got huge legs. And, and in fact, uh, he's eaten his parents out of house and home, so they have to live in his ears. Uh, it's just sort of, sort of, completely daft.
0: Wow, it's, um, it, they are crazy stories. <laughs> so, um, so the first video is is a is a bunch of them put together again. Is it the small bird singing? Was that a few different ones put together?
2: Uh, the first one was really to set the scene and introduce the characters, uh, and I thought of. I ended up uh, making the last strip, which was the cutting of the hedge, mm. uh, dictated the whole film, really. And it, so the cutting of it, um, it separated all the little stories up, which worked quite well. Mm. Um, and I filmed that uh, seven-minute film, well, six and a half, uh, in eight weeks at college. Um mm. No, it's taken me four years to do this one. (laughs) uh, There's a lesson to be learned because, you know, at that point I was making it uh, constantly and working every hour there was. um, And I had to film it in that time to get it finished in time for graduation. Uh, But that film turned out to be very successful. Mm. And it just goes to prove. Now I look at it, I, I... cringe because the animation isn't very good the lighting isn't good you know but it it touched a spot and it got into very many animation festivals including Annecy which is one of the biggest in the world if not the biggest in the student film competition and um, none of the rest even though they're much better produced have um, done quite as well as that one
0: it's a shame but I mean it's it's we're our own worst critics aren't we so you you can always look at it and you know what the issues are and everyone else here think fantastic You're like I know but I don't like that bit I'm... um sorry there's a bit of a delay just for anyone watching I think there's a bit of a delay so if I ask if we ask any questions they might take a while to answer so um Rianne uh, Lohman a uh, fellow animator she's asking what sort of scale were you working with with uh, small birds singing and how big the puppets were
2: Well, I happen to have some puppets right beside me here. Um, This is one of the Mrs. Bobbin. Now, we have to get it this way. There we go.
1: (laughs) There
2: we are. I take her back to my She's about that size. So she's about sort of between 10 and 12 inches. She's quite tall. And um, how well can you see her? I keep going the wrong way, sorry. If
0: you go up slightly, you might be able to see the
2: whole. Okay.
0: Ah, there we so, uh, to get
2: to scale, I have to put yeah. her inside me, don't I? Mm. Now, right. um, now, the trick with her, because she's got wire wool hair, and um, that comes off, the hair comes out, and it's on a little cork. So, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Right. No. I have to get used to So. It's on a cork. Oh, I see. So I can change it when I change the heads, because I make the make lots of heads with a different expression on each. Mm. And um, I can change the hair and the hair looks the same. Uh, nice. so, so I've got um, a box of heads here. Uh, let's see what we've got here. So they're all made of ceramics and uh, there's a, that's an F. Fuck. <laughs> the two front teeth. Uh, oh, that's another, just a a nice smiley face. Okay. Looking to one side. Uh, oh, this is her, she's a knitter in this film, Mrs. Bob, and she knits constantly. And that's her knittings, because she, she's got to knit really, really fast.
0: <laughs> brilliant do you do um do you do eyelids for blinking um no
2: i what i do for blinking is i've got one face that has shut eyes okay and i used to chain use the head but the problem with that was when you change the head and it doesn't line up there's a big sort of Blink, you know, and it didn't work. So for subtle blinking. I put them in afterwards. I yeah. take a shot of the of the head at the end of the film, at the end of the shot. I mm-hmm. take one shot of the head with the closed eyes, and then I Photoshop the eyes in, and that seems to work pretty well. Oh, ah, fantastic!
0: But I like, I like the idea with the cork and the hair. That's fantastic. I've uh, mm-hmm. I've had a look, and I, I would like to try it at some point. There, uh, it's a replacement animation, isn't it? Where you can replace uh replace the different parts of them uh i'd I'd love to have a go at that myself Um, i do
2: have a slight issue though with the replacement because you have to animate in a certain way um um, so when they're talking they've got to move into the next syllable okay it jars and with animation with with stop motion you've got to move smoothly Go the slight wrong way, then it, you don't. It just jars. <laughs>
0: uh, I know. Um, so I thought I had another question. Uh, let me just have a look. So ti- uh, I was going to ask about um, tiny elephants. Um, so you got a small bird singing. It, it's tiny elephants. To,
2: from... Tiny elephants is the name of the company.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that...
2: but I it, it. Well, we had to think of a name. Mm. And um, because the tiny elephants are very important in the film, mm. they yeah. came from one of his Stephen's cartoon strips, which was, uh, um, you can see in the first film if you've shown it.
1: Yeah.
2: And I do have a tiny elephant here.
0: Um, I'm hoping that everyone's seen the film. If not, I'll share it on on afterwards, but I shared the website and everything to make sure.
2: So, tiny, tiny elephant.
0: So, would, were they replacement as well, or are
2: they movable? They, they actually move. They're, they've got a little armature inside, very simple. So the the trunk moves, the leg. They tend to gallop, sort of back and <laughs> forward, because that's the best movement they can do. is very difficult because there's nothing to, to hold them down. There's no no metal feet to, for magnets, so I have to replace them each time. Mm. Onion skin, and then uh, check that they're in the right spot.
0: Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, I think it's Wilfred there. Um, He's asking, do you make the clothes for the characters yourself as well?
2: I do, yes. I started off making them from foam latex. The first film is all foam latex, the small bird singing one, as is the second one. But um, the foam latex is quite a difficult process and i've now discovered that uh, making the clothes is quite good fun and i can dress them in different clothes and i can change the characters with the clothes so i can have uh, a puppet that can do different be a different person with a different head so
0: I, I have a look at foam latex for it looks a bit too complicated and messy to get in the animation club at the moment Good. Oh, in, inspirations! Um, I could ask you what would be what would be your best inspiration. So whether it's people, animations, or films, or anything that inspired you. Um,
2: well, I suppose in the first place, I was inspired by Steve's cartoons. Um, I like doing comedy. Uh, there's a lot of um, films out there that make you a little bit depressed, and um, mm. People like doing dark films. It's fun to do dark. I did one, the, the the mother's song that was a bit dark. But mm-hmm. so inspirations? Well, the there people that make like Tim Burton, all those sort of type of people. I was very inspired by, well, all the Wallace and Gromit films. You know, I'm inspired by. Yeah, that. I'm trying to think offhand of.
0: No, that's all right. It's, it's, sometimes it's hard to play, there can be so much that um, inspires everyone. Yeah. Um,
2: I think music is very inspiring too. If you really like a piece of music, you can it can almost create images in your head, can't it?
0: I Myself, I like thought of uh, music videos. Um, so that's, that is quite handy to listen yeah. to music and you can sometimes imagine, like you say, imagine a story yeah how you'd animate it and things um so i've always liked like the thought of doing a music video i've done one um, but uh yeah so sorry um going back to a previous question where rianne was sort of talking about scale with puppets and things um, yeah that you mentioned before you wanted to talk a little bit about perspective and how you've created yeah. some of that you-
2: i have um a vase which um whoops <laughs> a sculpture for the sculpture garden now this is really quite small so um small bird singing and then a bigger one i have lots of plinths the same so if i put those like that behind they look really small really big and it, quite often if you're making a film it's good to have something really big in the corner Mm. and if you have it i I mean you can do a lot of this in camera you know with different lenses but if you've got something there and then you're you're creating a depth aren't you already
0: it's like a forced perspective
2: yeah yeah so i have used that um quite a lot as a as a way of of, technique so I have um, I have a a, a friend um, Joe Dembinski who does my lighting for me, and Joe's started off. His first job was making the sets for Wind in the Willows. Uh, that was quite quite a few years ago, and then he went on to do camera and um, cinematography, um, and then he moved and set up. Uh, he and some colleagues set up hot animation. Um, and then he retired a bit later on and kind of missed the uh, <laughs> missed animation, but he I got to know him at college and he came and helped me set up my studio and he's very good at coming and doing my lighting. so he's also a mentor for me to tell me how, you know to that things are going well or that things are going badly and always get the truth, which is helpful. Sometimes it's hard to take criticism, but yeah. it's good to have criticism. There's no point everybody saying, yeah, yeah that's good, when it's not. Mm. And Joe's very good about saying, I'll send him a, a clip and he'll say, hmm, I don't think it's quite good enough. Mm. <laughs> and you know yourself, don't you, if you think yeah. well. You do something better. And when I'm animating a shot, quite often I'll do it once or twice or three times. Mm. And invariably, every time I do the shot, it gets better. So at least I don't have a deadline. So I'm able to do that, which is one of the reasons that this last film has been going on for four years. Mm. So keep trying to make it better.
0: I can't wait to see it. Um, It's a continued. Are you able to talk a little bit about the new the new
2: one? Um, yeah, I can.
0: Uh, it's good to
2: do in small bit. i in the Christmas stocking.
0: The old, the, oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, you shouldn't <laughs> think of <laughs> um,
2: yeah, And, yeah, I've also <laughs> brought, I've got these to just show you that, you know, I do do storyboards. Fantastic. There we go. And I'm not very good at drawing them, so I tend to cut out the shot from Stephen's uh-huh. strip. I scan it and cut it out. And then when I get round to filming it, I work it out as I'm going along. Yeah. Sometimes it's-, it, 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 it's obvious what I'm going to do, but sometimes I have to try it. I set everything up on the stage, on the set, and I can see if it's working or not. Mm. So
0: it's a good it, idea scanning things in and cutting them out for creating storyboards.
2: Yeah, because some of it's quite hard to draw in perspective and stuff. You know, the people that are that do it, storyboard artists are very talented mm. and they're almost like the directors because they're seeing how the scene will look. So, yeah.
0: So um, coming back to film festivals then, Um how what would you what advice would you give to someone that wants to get their work into a film festival for
1: example
2: well yes um don't aim too high but if you've got a really good film then um try keep trying uh it's very demoralizing because i've got lots and lots of refusals And it's quite disappointing when that happens. Sometimes you just think, oh, what's the point? But um, if you can get it in and you can get to see it, then it's fantastic, wonderful experience. My small bird singing has done a lot better in England. Uh, It did quite well in Australia, Um, but... Never got into German festival or well, it got into Annecy that once, mm. but not since. No, um, so you just have to persevere. Um, there are websites, um, those that, that that tell you what festivals are coming up all year round. Most of them are free in this country, though sometimes you have to pay something, 15 pounds or something for your entry, which is double blow because if you've paid 15 pounds, you've entered it and then it's refused. You kind of feel well, you've lost that money, but it's it's a good discipline. You have to produce images. You have to produce certain films, your your film with a certain codec. And, uh, nowadays, you you just send a link to um, many of them um, in the early days, which wasn't that many years ago, we had to get digi beaters printed, and that was an extra expense.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, I don't know, has that helped?
0: Yeah, no, that's a, a lot of good advice uh, um, Yeah, and uh, uh, the websites will, I'll find some links for those. For, uh, yes,
2: I, that. I'll have to uh, research that myself. I can't, it just doesn't come off the top of my head to think of the one that I'm. Thinking of it might be something like animationfestivals.com. be <laughs> like have yeah,
0: to Google it.
2: <laughs> but people say, also say, you know, look at the sort of films that are at a festival, yeah. and if yours doesn't fit. Then there's no point sending it. Yeah, I have to say that they. I have been told by festival um, directors that they don't get enough comedies. Yeah. They love comedies, and they don't get enough children's films, films for children. Yeah. So
0: I, that's that's uh, the the target audience then, children.
2: Yeah, children's yeah, comedies. yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping, I mean, this small bird singing one is is. Um, it could be suitable for children.
0: Yeah, some of
2: the have been a bit dark, and I don't know if they were entirely. Oh, my, my, my daughter liked it. <laughs> she was <laughs> well. My grandson is the biggest fan. Oh, fantastic! Although he was a bit of scared of the dry of the giant at first. Oh. <laughs>
0: um so uh, Wilfred is asking how big the set was. How big were the sets that you
2: used? Well, um, I have a a table which has a metal top, and that is a meter and a half by a meter, I think. Mm. So, but then of course I've got. Um, Back bits where the hills are. Um, I think. Should we try and see if if this yeah. is um, is worth looking at? Can you see? Is how's that looking?
0: Yeah, we can we can see.
2: Okay, that's got. Whoops, there we go. So we've got um, hills in the background. Um, we've got. A giant sleeping there, who's actually only six inches long, mm. and we make him look like a giant because we've got tiny trees and things. That probably is about a meter wide, so mm. three feet in width, but it goes back quite a long way. Yeah, because I've got trestles. You know those sort of trestles which uh, woodworkers use. Mm. To put the wood on they you can make them different heights and then yeah. you can put a board on top and make your hills make your hills out of things like wire and plaster, plaster paris and yeah. foam or all sorts of things that animators like
1: Fantastic.
0: So. and uh, and i imagine if you were to do because i've not seen the but if, if they were close up to the giant would um You'd make a separate giant or sections of the giant, I imagine,
1: for them
2: to be. I would indeed, I have a giant head, which is about this size. Yeah. It's only actually half a head because you only see. The other thing about stop motion is you needn't make a whole puppet if you've only got half of them showing. So you can save yourself a lot of time. I think I have, I wanted to make a Santa Claus for the start of this but um, I only needed his feet in it. So I made some little leather shoes, sewed them onto the trousers, and somebody else wore the trousers going up the steps. We just wanted to see Santa Lee going yeah. up the steps out, out of the set. So that was – I didn't make, need to make a whole new puppet for that. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to talk a little bit is anybody this is Mr Bobbin oh. and he's a t- he's made just of wire he's got a wire skeleton he's the giant's dad my oh, grandson was very scared of this this puppet he didn't like his face he thought I... he looked like a skeleton oh dear yeah. but you've done a bit of any everybody done a bit of puppet making
0: uh, yes, they've, uh, they've all done a bit We we did have a little go at um, Making wire armatures um, Good. Good. A lot of them like plasticine and Lego But we've done a lot of uh, wire armatures
1: before now Yeah,
2: I've uh, got one I've got the first puppet I made at college Which oh, okay. is a Mr Froggy <laughs> And he um, I cut him in half to show some students What he was like inside mm. So you can see the half that's got clothes on, and um, there we go up. Mm-hmm. And the K and S, the wire, twisted wire, and a wee bit of steel on the bottom so that he works with magnets. And he's got just a plasticine head, okay. and then he was a, he was the circus uh, ringmaster. Ah. So
0: brilliant well, they, we've done the similar thing so they've used wire and uh cocktail sticks we were using to to make the bones um, okay, but okay. i don't think we did much with fabric on them but um
2: yeah and um, you can, uh, like, the thing about fabric you don't need to sew it you can glue it there are fabric glues around yes. so, so that works quite well
0: well hopefully when we can go i mean i'm going to try and show some uh puppet making in one of my videos, but hopefully we'll get back to tape soon and we'll be able to create right. some puppets and have a go at that and um, maybe have a go at the replacement animation try and make um
1: yeah
0: heads and things Ria, sorry real had a question is if you've used green screen at all with your um with any of your animations if you've used any green screen for backgrounds or anything
2: um I don't. I haven't, as such, used green screen, but I have um, used done compositing. Mm. So, for example, at the end of this film, I've got the Santa hat flat. I'm telling you all my secrets. Santa uh-huh. hat flying around the credits. Uh-huh. So I filmed the hat in situ against the um, blue sky yeah. uh, in lots of positions and then i took it into photoshop and cut it out and popped it into after effects and have it floating around the way i wanted
0: did you do a similar thing then with pipkin the uh,
2: pipkin? yes yes there was quite a lot of um of of that going on but it pipkin was it was difficult when you're using a puppet made of wool mm. got a hairy edge so, okay, I'm, okay, yeah. you know, you, it's very hard to cut that out <laughs> in yeah. Photoshop without making a straight edge. I see. So, yeah. uh, so the close-ups, I tried to just do it on rigs mm. um, in front of the camera. But um, for the leaves, I did cut those out. And I tried to make the edges of the leaves sort of a little bit frayed like the wool.
1: But was again, i cool?
2: probably have cut them out on a bluey colour so that you can get it get away with with what, yeah. what it's going to be composited onto.
0: Because mm. so. sometimes green screen's a bit awkward anyway because you'd have green glow on it, so it would be a bit hard to... I think it would yeah. still be a bit hard with green screen to get it without getting rid of the fluffy edge again yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Were they needle felted then, Pitkin, or was it a different type of...
2: Yes, um, the uh, artist that uh, did the song Mm. um, she was also a felt maker um, and she approached me because she wanted to make a film and she'd got a grant to do so Um, she was going to teach she was very good at filling out the application and uh, so she approached me uh, to see if I would make it with her she hadn't done a lot of she'd had a bit of a go but Wanted to learn the art so that she could pass on her skills, and um, so we made that over the over a six month period, and uh, she learned some new skills, and I learned some new skills with the felt making. So she did the puppets and um, and the felting. At the start, that was sort of like she felt it a wee bit, the titles at the beginning, she felt it a little bit and then took a picture and that was on a, a rostrum with the camera pointing down and then once that was all done I got the, uh, she made some leaves for me and I composited them in and, and they kind of flew around it to give the idea of autumn
0: uh Rhianne, one of the people that is uh, one of the animators watching she did an animation uh with her fellow animator I've, I've forgotten i want to say Trent they animated a bunny a felt bunny as well
2: okay, is, okay. You the
1: link over, but
2: it's, it's cool. a lovely it's a lovely technique i mean the the felt there's some great films out there mm. that they they're felt films they're quite popular. And it's a way to get over, you know, if you're trying to think, how do I make the arms so that they can bend? How do I make legs that can bend? If you've got felt, then that's one option for covering them, covering the wire.
0: I've got any more notes for questions. I'm hoping that there'll be a few more questions from people watching in a moment. Um, I'll ask more questions now and they'll appear in a minute because of the delay. Um, Until then, uh, maybe, what about um, we've talked about perspective and things? What about the sort of rigs that you've used for your animations for the camera? So, um, do you use any special rigs at all for any of the shots?
2: Uh, yes, if 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 uh, let me think. I've got um, one thing that I've got which has been invaluable is like a little expanding. Uh, what do you call it? You you wind it up. Hmm. Almost like a car jack, only a small, oh, okay. piece of, and that's metal, and that's great for sort of raising the puppet a bit at a time. Oh, um, you nice. can. I got that online somewhere. Uh, you have to get a metal one, obviously, if you want to use magnets. They do make lots in plastic as well. And the other thing that's a cheap way of, is a helping hand. I guess you know about yes sort of things. They're about 4 99 in Wilco's. But um, apart from that, I've got some Climpex, which is um, a sort of professional photography, sort of it's got connections and stuff. Mm. Uh, um, but I know that you can get um, a bit of a rig from uh, Animation Toolkit. They sell one. Um, there was, I think it's about £29, and that works with a magnet. But then you need a point of contact on the puppet. Yeah. You know, you just do it. You just work out a way. And that's one of the fun things is I want this to happen. How can I do it? And whatever you do, if it works, it's okay. Uh, I use fishing line. Uh, I use um, uh, bits of wire. I have some wire here, which you can get. This is... um, from the sort of called Wires UK or something and it's cotton covered. It's very thin, but it's co- it's actually copper coated, cotton, copper coated wire and you can get various thickness. Now the beauty of this is you can paint it. So using acrylics, I can paint that the same color as my sky.
1: Yeah.
2: And I can um, then suspend, Pipkin was made from this sort of a wire because she was able to glue the wool onto it because of the fabric on it. Mm, I think think it's called Wires UK. Um, And it's not hugely, I mean, that size would be about four pounds, I think. It wasn't hugely expensive. So um, Yeah, Um, what was the question? (laughs)
1: Um,
0: (laughs) it It was all right, I think we've covered some of it. Um, I'll just look at some of the comments. So we've got um so Rianne was just mentioning um so the helping hand you've got, that's actually their mascot for their Corby animations.
1: Oh, brilliant. Um, what is that, Corby?
2: Corby yeah.
0: animations, yeah. yeah. They uh Rianne used a one of those to do a, one of their first animations with. So they've done a few mm-hmm. animations using one of those as the actual puppet.
2: If you look at Pipkin,
1: yeah,
2: um the, the bit where the um harp was being played. Mm. I had about two helping hands in there using each each one, each of the clips was on one of the strings to try oh, and pull them out to make it look like that he was plucking it. Oh, that's a good idea. So, uh, yeah, I've got some nice work in progress shots to show how that was done. Yes.
0: Um, so we've got another question as well. Um, Wilfred may have missed the introductions he said, so he's asking if you were a ceramicist first and if you could tell us a bit about your ceramics as well
2: well i started off at college before i had a family and i was uh, quite young then and made throneware um with sprayed color designs and i sold some in liverpool at the blue coat gallery i did some christmas wear as well and then i changed to sculptural and did sort of large head pieces um, and because thrownware, the trouble is you you make it and then you put it in a box and send it off to a gallery and that's kind of it it's not very rewarding whereas when I discovered animation it was like I was bringing the clay to life uh, so although I enjoy the process of throwing etc I get to do that I get to do all of that in my films. I don't make money out of it but
1: uh, <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's something you enjoy, isn't
2: it? It's, it's something you enjoying well. yes, I love it, yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll just point out, um, so the little heads that you were saying, the replacement heads, so they're all, ceram- you make those out of ceramics?
2: I make those from ceramics and I have some moulds which I haven't got one here with me so I'm so afraid. But, um, one of the skills I learned as a potter was to make use plaster molds. Okay. So I've, I've got a big bags of clay. I can make a, a wall easily. I think in the puppet making books, they suggest Lego and stuff for, yeah. for making your molds, but I just use a, some of my clay and a, a bit of actually my mold very quickly. I use a bit of perspex in a circle, okay. uh, coiled round the the whatever I'm trying to mould and I um, join it together with a bit of masking tape and then put clay round so it doesn't leak and I make uh, a mould for each head well for each character's head and once I've got the mould I want I can then churn them out and then I adapt the mouth once I've got it out of the mould.
0: That's a good idea.
2: So um and once the head is, once it's dried, it goes in the kiln and it's fired to biscuit temperature, which is a thousand. Mm-hmm. Then I get an iron oxide and paint that on all over it and then sponge it off. And where I haven't sponged it off, you can see the dark shapes around his eyes and in his nostril and, it's my
1: active
2: it's gives that sort of tim burtony look doesn't yeah. it only it's just made in a different way and he's had his hair painted on mm. his hair is painted on with an underglaze color so it goes in the kiln and it won't come off yeah uh, it's a nice because obviously if i paint it with acrylic you can get a bit of a sheen yeah Yes, so unless you put matte varnish on top, whereas the, this is all completely matte, so there's no reflections. There he is. Nice. That's a stranger from the Christmas film. Oops.
1: Excellent.
2: They're quite spooky in a way, aren't they?
0: Do their, mm-hmm. eyes, do their eyes move or are they fixed in place? I can't remember now. They're yeah.
2: fixed in place. So yeah. I've maybe I've got various with different eyes looking left and right. Yeah, and if the if they don't match up at all, I might go in afterwards and I might take a picture of the eyes in a different position and composite it on top. Yeah, but it's quite sort of labour intensive to do it that yeah.
0: way. Uh, Wilfred says, so you're bringing around, uh, ceramics to life now, which is a nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> certainly is. It's a great joy.
0: All right. Well, we still got we still got another like ten. We've still got another ten minutes. Is there anything? What? that you'd like to talk about. Um, We might get some more questions in a moment, but um, you'd like to talk about.
2: Um, I can show you um, my attempt at felting for this film. I wanted a very tiny Teddy, Mm. which is, oops, that's too close. You can see how tiny he is.
0: Oh, fantastic.
2: So that was for Spander's Man. Yeah. It's Christmas from Santa. And he was very disappointed because it was so tiny. And it was in a very tiny sock.
0: So have you made the tiny sock as well?
2: We made the tiny sock, Yeah. So Spandersman decides that if he wants a bigger present, in fact, the actual teddy was even smaller because I decided that one was too big. So that was quite, um, there's a little bit of wire inside, so he Mm. can can bend them. Yeah. um, It was quite a challenge to do Mm. felt to that scale. I kept pricking my finger with it. I've
0: I've had a go at needle felt myself. uh, (laughs) uh, It's very easy to get carried away and just straight in.
2: Yes, and you said that you had some that like making props, some of your yeah. people that are, yeah?
0: yeah I'm, I'm hoping that they're watching. I'm not, I've not seen any comments from them yet, but hopefully they're one of the ones watching or will watch. But uh, they make a lot of miniature things out of plasticine. And, uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah they've, uh, they've really made some miniature things. And well, they're, they're quite good at working in miniature generally. So I, I was tidying up after one of the animation clubs and found a origami swan. That was like that big.
1: Oh, just wow. as I was
0: thinking, that's amazing. I saw another tiny one that's half the size that fits. Like, <laughs> it's, I'll have to find a picture, but they're both on on a 5p on, a tape on display at the moment because they were just wow. making these miniature things, not saying anything. So
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're 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 very good. They get a, a lot of They a lot of the group are very good now. They're starting to get to the point where they want to create more. Yes. Instead of just going, I'm just going to animate this and do it today, they're yes. taking their time and trying to create the sets. the
2: props. Miniature environments. Yeah. Uh, exactly. yeah. Well, I had to make, um, uh, Spandersman uh, gets some knitters in, I said, Mrs. Bobbin and a few others, and he has to have a stopwatch. So I made a, a tiny stopwatch.
0: <laughs> what's, what's that it's, made out of?
2: That's just made out of FIMO. Yeah. With a couple of tiny tacks as the, the, the watch bits, that's um, at the top there, and a little sort of disc of paper uh, mm. uh, that I've copied uh, a tiny cloth and scanned it in and made it smaller, so it was. It took me a while, really. <laughs> you yeah, have to be very that, patient.
0: <laughs> something that might uh, might be helpful for about well, useful in some of your animations with the sort of style behind it is: um, Have you ever looked at um, resin, in particular UV resin, at all?
2: I have looked at it, and um, but I've never really been successful with it. Ah. I did. I did buy some resin at one point, but. No, it wasn't great. I didn't really take to it. I think that, everybody uh, develops their own techniques, yeah. and and I'm comfortable with clay, so yeah. I, I like working that way.
0: It works really well. It's really nice. Um, Rianne's asking what your favourite part of doing animation is.
2: Oh, that's a difficult one. <laughs> a few, I,
1: I'm sure.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I think maybe uh when i finished animating animating i do love animating cuz they come to life mm. but then i love seeing editing it together and and watching the thing unfold probably my least favorite is doing the oxide on the heads that can be really boring messy and you have to try and get each head w- wiped off the same amount The thing about the heads as well, I think I already mentioned, they have, when they're talking, they have to move into the words. Otherwise, they look terrible. The first time I tried it, I tried to get the eyes matching up. Mm. So I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. And that was terrible because the eyes were all the same place and the head was going like, you know, (laughs) because every head's a tiny bit different.
0: Um, Maybe that's a, a style for one of your future pieces. Maybe exaggerate yeah. the movement a bit, and then really.
2: Yeah. The <laughs> well, know, because the because the clay, each one is the texture of it is different. Yeah. You get this boiling of the heads when they're, and that's sort of like almost I think of living skin. So yeah. I don't mind the boiling, but it has to kind of flow. Yeah. You have to. You have to the spell has can't be broken. <laughs>
0: um, what what I'll do now I'll, I'll ask one more time if there are any more questions, and then we'll give it a minute to make sure that um, we've answered any questions, and then we can um, come to an end with the, with it. Really, I think we're, we're yeah. only got five minutes left, and I, I'm also just aware that because there's a delay, if we finish, there might be someone asking a question. So, uh, okay. call cool for questions. I think from from everybody. I'm not sure what to talk about next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just looking at a little puppet here that I've made for for a forthcoming film, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, she's a little Greek girl, and I, it's a, she's a toy, so she wanted to be simple. So mm. I've used some wire for in her hair, um, just to give the effect. And she's got, uh, just to make a simple hand, she's got some um, embroidery thread, wound round and round and round, and then around the wire in her fingers. And that's a, quite a traditional way of doing hands. You know, before there was such a thing as silicone,
1: mm.
2: you walk, look at the very, very early Cosgrove Hall there's some that have hands like that that have wool well I suppose also the clang the new clangers they have wool and wool yeah. Yeah, for their fingers I um, love that they've gone back to the they're quite difficult aren't they mm. uh, hands are a difficult feature
0: they are yes it's,
2: you it's... have to decide whether to make a FIMO hand which just is stationary mm. or you have to decide whether you want fingers um I make my hands out of silicone, oh. so there's a piece of K and S, and they're made in a mold using silicone, and that's quite laborious. And the hands don't last; they they you you break the ends of the fingers because because with silicone you have to grab things. You can't use um, blue tack or anything; it doesn't stick so they have to physically hold on to something or else you have to probably
0: where's the most then i'm guessing
2: yeah so yeah. so you they break the the fingertips break uh they break on the where they're joined but that's a process that you can learn if you want to
0: Wil, uh, wilfred and rianne have both said that they're well, saying thank you for coming on and talking to us and uh, Wilfred really enjoyed it. So they're saying the big thank you. So I think oh, it
2: was... a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. I'll,
0: I'll thank you as well. Thank you very much for, for joining us, for, for answering a lot of questions and for talking to us about your process. And...
2: Well, I hope you all enjoy your animation because it's a very, in, it's very inspiring and enjoyable and frustrating at times, but <laughs> you know, you're, you're like a magician. That's the thing. You bring things to life.
0: Oh. So. Thank you you very much and um, uh, we look forward to seeing your new films Uh,
2: Well I do too (laughs) uh, I look forward to finishing it
0: Yeah, Wilfred was just asking quickly if you've ever broken your ceramics I'm I'm assuming that's it
2: Yes the heads they're they're very strong I've dropped them lots of times and I've only once broken a bit of a nose chip off the nose but um, I had some spare heads so I was all right.
0: Right, yeah, and so what I'll do, I will um, end the broadcast. We'll still be in the group together, but I'll end the, broad- the live broadcast now. And yeah, so thank you very much. And um, I'll let everyone that's watching know now that next, not next week, on the 16th uh, of June, we're in June, aren't we now? <laughs> uh, yeah. 16th of June, we have uh, Barry Purvis coming to do a Q&A with us. I'll be posting about that later on as well. Um, you're welcome to join in with that as well, Linda, if you like.
2: Yeah, that would be great. Great.
0: Uh, right then, So, um, see, you all, see you all next week. And thank you again, Linda.
2: Pleasure. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this Q&A podcast. We would like to thank Linda McCarthy for speaking to us at, and the Animation Club for their hard work. We hope that you enjoyed listening
1: to this podcast. Goodbye.